my name is Jared Blaukamp, and uh, today I really feel like the Lord um, is giving me a specific message for us today. Um, and it's on a passage of scripture that I don't, I don't know if I've ever um, heard preached in this way. And so I'm really excited just to bring it, and um, I'm really excited because I think this message is a message of hope. And I think some of us here, we need a little hope in our day and age. We need a little hope to keep going. We need a little hope. And I'm standing here today because I believe in what is going on here at Res Life. And I believe in every single one of you guys that are sitting here. I believe that you're, you're not, and it's not an accident that you're here tonight. And I firmly believe that your yes to Jesus, your simple obedience to him could bring a ripple effect of eternities changed in and through your life. And I believe that if you will give your yes to Jesus and refuse to settle in complacency, that you will watch with your own eyes and see the power of God break in and through your life. And I believe that in this room right now, that we have some world shakers and some history makers in this room. I believe that we have people who are going to go maybe into their neighborhoods, into their workplaces, who are going to carry this mission and message of Jesus and they're going to make a difference for eternity. Like, do we really understand what we've been entrusted with? Like, this is the message that changes our lives. It's the good news of the gospel. And as I look out into this crowd and as as I, I, I know you guys are watching online, I'm speaking to you as well. I know that this message of the gospel is burning on your heart. It's burning on your heart. And I'm here today because I'm convinced. I'm convinced that the people gathered in this room can shake history. And I believe that a simple yes and a simple step of obedience could shake eternity. And I'm not just saying this to say in this. I'm not, because your life matters in the, in the storyline that God is writing on this earth. Your life matters. You are not insignificant to the Lord. He placed you in this time frame, in your sphere of influence for a specific reason. And I don't believe that that reason was just to go in and throughout and go by the motions. I believe that you, we are called to make a difference for eternity, both here and and forever. Make a difference in this world and in the world to come. And I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what you faced. Maybe you've run into some problems like breakup or divorce. Maybe you've run into some occupational problems like getting let go. Or maybe just simply lost the luster with life and it all seems mundane and bland. But there's one thing I do know. And it says, as long as you have breath in your lungs and God's spirit living on the inside of you, that God is not done with you yet. And your story is far from over. Now you might be saying to me, like, yeah, Jared, that sounds all well and fine. You know, you're 21, you got the world ahead of you. You know, what? You know, all the... But 
I'm not really like qualified for this. Like you don't, you don't really know me. You don't really know what I've been through. You know, I, I don't know if I'm, this is like spiritual enough in order to walk in those things. But you're like world shaker, history, what, what are you talking about? And I would say with that mindset, you're just the person that God wants to choose. You're just the person that God wants to choose. Because he chooses, it says in 1 Corinthians, it says that he chooses the weak things to confound the strong. He chooses the base things to confound the wise. He chooses the things that are not to bring to naught the things that are. And he's willing and ready to choose you. He's willing and ready to choose you. And all we have to say is yes. And he's not looking for the most qualified or the most spiritual. He's looking for the most available. He's looking for those who are committed, who will refuse complacency and give a wholehearted yes to him. And I believe that the people in this room and watching online, I believe that you are ready to give that wholehearted yes to him. And I am fired up, if you can't tell, because if there's 50, 60 people in this room and then much more online that are all willing to give a yes to Jesus and walk in simple obedience, the devil's about to have a bad day, let me tell you. He's going to have a bad day. If we can set aside the fear of man and just walk in the simple obedience of Lord, I don't really know where I'm going to end up, but I know you're calling me to do this right thing, this thing right now. I don't know where I'm going to go with my future, but I know I can share the gospel with my coworker. I don't know where all of these things that are far, far and wide and above and beyond my pay grade, I don't know all of those things, but I know this simple step I can take. And if you'll give your yes in that, whoo, baby. It's over. And like I said, I believe that this room is filled with those kind of people. I believe that this room is filled with those kind of people who are ready to say yes. And so today, the title and the theme of my message and what I hope to convey today is that God is not done with you yet. He has a purpose and a plan for your life no matter how young or how experienced you are. <laughs> His plan will work for you. And you need only to give a wholehearted yes to him. His plan and his grace is open to and available to anyone who will take him at his word. And I just, I just think it's kind of funny how in our culture, it's kind of painted like, our culture just kind of paints the storyline of life of, you know, we, we're on this like, incline and then all of a sudden we reach 23 21 23 years old and we hit our peak and then from that point on we just kind of like coast down until we slowly just seep into death you know and like see and go into heaven you know like but I just I just don't find that in scripture at all I don't find I don't find that kind of curve anywhere in scripture you know like it doesn't say anywhere in the gospels that Hey, you better be 23, and if you're not, sorry, you missed your shot. God's willing and ready to use anybody and everybody at any age to make a difference for him and for eternity. He's ready to use you. And 
to convey that point and further exhaust that point, we're going to look at a story about a man in the Bible that maybe you've never heard of before. His name is Terah. Terah. T-E-R-A-H. Terah. Now, some of you might might know him better as Abraham's father. We all know Abraham. He's the father of our faith, right? But not many of us know the story of Terah. But let, let's read um, a little bit about him and a little bit about his story. We pick up on his story in Genesis 11, verse 31 through 32. So that's Genesis 11, 31 through 32. And here we read, it says, And Terah took Abram, his son, and Lot, the son of Haran, his grandson, and Sarai, his daughter-in-law, his son, Abram's wife. And they went forth together from Ur of the Chaldeans, to go into the land of Canaan. But when they came to Haran, which is a place in Mesopotamia, they settled there. The days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. So what can we, what do we pick up from this story? Let's, let's go a little bit deeper, take a little closer look at this brief story and highlight a few things. The first thing is that Terah intended to go to the land of Canaan. That was his purpose. He said, I'm, I'm leaving my country and I'm going to go to the land of Canaan. That was his intent. That's the first thing to note. He intended to go to the land of Canaan. Number two, but he came to this city called Haran and he decided to settle there. That's number two. So he intended to go to Canaan, stopped at Haran, which was a beautiful, luscious, like fertile place. And then he decided to stay there. And then the last thing is he lived and died in Haran. And that's the last time we ever hear of Terah in length. That's the last time in the Bible that we hear of Terah in length. Is he left Canaan, he left his country, left Ur, was intended to go to Canaan, but then settled in Haran and ended up dying there. But the story continues with his son, Abram. And we know today as Abraham, God changed his name a little bit later. He went from Abram to Abraham. It's a different story. But in Genesis 12, 1 through 3, we pick up on Abram's story. Again, that's Genesis 12, 1 through 3, if you're following along. And this is what it says. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So now we see the story has shifted from Terah and now it's all about this man named Abram. So kind of similar to his, fa- his father, Terah, God appears to Abraham and says, I want you to leave your country. I want, to le- want you to leave your family behind and I want you to go to a place that I will show you. And then God promises him this amazing life. He says, I'm gonna bless you and everyone who blesses you, I will bless them and him who dishonors you, I will curse and I'm gonna make your, your name great in all the land. So the storyline shifts to Abram, but we might be asking this question, where, where's Abram going? 
like God told him, I'm, okay, leave your country and go to this place that I will show you. But he didn't, he didn't delineate the exact place that he was going to send him. He just said, get up and leave and I'll show you where to go. So where did Abram end up going? We keep reading. It's, this is Genesis 12, 4 through 7. And it says, So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. So when he left the place where his father had settled, he was 75 years old. And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people that they had acquired in Haran. And they set out to go to the land of Canaan. And when they came to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to get to the place at Shechem, the Oak of Morah. And at that time, the Canaanites were in the land, and the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your offspring, I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. So again, let's, let's stop here a minute, take a, a closer look at this new development in the story. So number one, Abram, Terah's son, was called by the Lord to leave Haran. Number two, he was 75 years old when he left. Like that's crazy. Abram didn't even step into what God had called him to do with his entire life until he was 75 years old. But how many of us today in our culture, we say, oh man, like, and sometimes I even feel like this way, man, I gotta get my life all figured out this time. And if I don't get it right now, like every, my whole life's gonna be ruined. You know, that's not true, right? And I wanna speak this message of hope. Because some of us in the room, we need to know that our story isn't over. You haven't missed your shot. God still has something amazing. And he still has the purpose that he set out before you when he knit you together in your mother's womb. And he still is open. And he still has that purpose available to you today. You haven't missed it. And if you'll turn your heart to him and say, yes, Lord, and like Abraham like Abram, I'm, I'm going to leave my country where I'm at. I'm going to leave the place where my fathers have settled. I'm going to leave this complacency behind and I'm going to step and go for the more of God in your life Then that purpose that God has for your life. You'll begin to watch it unfold no matter what age you are. And if you're watching, if you're 12 years old, if you're nine years old, go for it and this message applies to you. If you're, if you're 70 years old, 80 years old, 90 years old, great, this message applies to you. As long as you have breath in your lungs and the spirit of God is inside of you, your story isn't finished. God still has a purpose for you on this earth and he still wants to use you for his kingdom and for his glory. So that was num number one. Abram, Terah's son, was called by the Lord to leave Haran. Number two, he was 75 years old when he left. Number three, the place that the Lord led Abram was Canaan. It was the exact same place that his father had intended to go. I'm going to read that one more time. The place that the Lord led Abram was Canaan. The exact place where his father had intended to go. And from this story... 
and the closer, the deep dive that we've done into these short little sections of scripture, we get three points of summary from these. From these. Number one is that Terah settled for less than God's best. He settled for less. He intended to go to Canaan, which was the place that God was leading them. That God was leading his family. But he saw the place in Haran that was fertile, that was beautiful, surrounded by rivers, absolutely amazing for his style of life and what he would be doing. And he chose to settle there. Number two, we have it pulled up here. It says, Abram picked up the call that Terah had left behind when he was 75 years old. What do we get from that? No matter how long somebody has been in this state of complacency, there's no condemnation. And God's willing to give it to anybody who will say yes to him, who will say, I'm willing to leave that behind in order to chase after what God has intended for my life, in order to chase after God's best. And Abram was that person. He decided to leave and he picked up the call and the anointing which, had fa- which his father had left behind by settling in Haran. And number three, God has a plan for you and your life for all of your days. This is what it says in Psalms 139 verse 16. It says, your eyes saw my unformed substance and in your book were written every one of them the days that you were formed for me when as yet they were none of them. All of our days have been written out in the book that God created for us even before we stepped foot on this earth. And God's got a book literally with his plans and his desires for you no matter where you are at in your stage of life. It's not like, it's not like, we come to the age of like 75 or 80 and all of a sudden God's like, wow, you know, honestly, I didn't, I didn't really think they'd be here this long. Hmm, what am I going to do with them now, you know? Like that's not, that's not God. Like every single moment of every single detail from our first breath until our last breath, God has a purpose for our lives, right? Now it might look different. It might look different for each person, right? It might look different. I can tell you, that my grandma, you know, she's 90 years old right now. And she's not traveling to college campuses and preaching the word and, you know, driving on buses and getting into trouble. You know, like she's not doing that. But what is she doing? She's on her knees every morning praying for every single one of her grandkids by name. She's, she's meeting with all of her daughters. And the one message that she carries is, I'm so proud of you because you follow Jesus. Keep following Jesus and keep raising your children in the fear of the Lord. What if, what if that's, that's the call that she has? And she's picked that up even in her old age. See, because my, my, my grandma believed that God had a purpose for her life. She has a purpose for her life from her waking breath until her last breath. And I believe that God in this room is instilling hope in every single one of us.
Some of us in this room, we've, we've, caught, we've caught, been caught in a cycle of complacency a little bit. We've put, put the car on cruise control and we've just been driving and just doing our best, you know, going to work, waking up. But if we're honest with ourselves, our life has kind of lost its luster a little bit. And this isn't a condemnation to you. This isn't a word of rebuke. This is a word of, hey, if the shoe fits, just kick it off. Kick it off. Because God has something beautiful in store for you. And he has a plan and a purpose and a destiny for your life. And if you, just like Abram would say, I know this place is great and honestly, I'm pretty comfortable, but I feel like God has something more for my life. And if you would say, okay, this is the the simple step of obedience that I feel like God is calling me into. And honestly, it makes me uncomfortable. Honestly, I'm a little bit nervous. Honest, I don't know if this is gonna work out 100%, but I'm gonna go for it. And if you'll leave that, if you'll leave Haran behind and take a journey into Canaan, you might find the God of the universe who says, to your offspring, I will give this land. You might find a destiny and a purpose that you didn't even know was in there. You might find a passion, a desire that God has placed in your heart from the beginning. So let's do it. Let's leave her on. Let's break up with complacency. And let's say yes to the simple steps of obedience that God has called us to do. Let's pick up the message and mission of Jesus that he left us with on the earth. Let's, let's be filled with the Holy Spirit and filled with boldness and power to live this life and to leave Haran and find the destiny in Canaan that, that God has set out for us. So I'm gonna pray a minute and then Ricky's gonna come up and lead us into a time of response. So Jesus, I love you. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Jesus, that you saved me out of complacency, God. Lord, you saved me, God, and you called me, Jesus, to leave what was comfortable behind and to walk and step with you, Father God. And I can say so truthfully, God, that I have found, God, the best life, and it's with you and in you, God. Lord, I found a life, Jesus, that's so much better than that old life of complacency, God. Does it make me nervous sometimes? Yeah. Does it test my faith a lot of times? Yeah but I wouldn't trade it for the world. And Lord, I thank you, Father, that I can't do everything, Jesus. I can't do everything. I can't save everybody, Jesus. Lord, I can't save anybody. Only you can save people. But Jesus, I can do something. I can do something. And Lord, would we be a people who refuse to do nothing? Would we, we be so committed to you, Jesus? And Lord, I pray for every single person, God, right now that you'd fill them with Holy Spirit boldness in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name.